Um, all right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> We're just going to keep all this in, right? Yes. Just keep in the it. show. It's fun. <laughs> all right. And welcome to this week's episode. I think it's time to start the music, Chris. Is it time to light the lights? Yeah, it's, it's time to light the lights. <laughs> I think it's time um, to get things started, no? Yeah. What movie are we talking about this week? We're talking about the Muppet movie. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, I think both of us were, were jonesing for some Muppets after uh, Disney Plus released uh, all the Muppet show. Uh, so we, we were really in the mood for, for Muppets. And I know we both really love this movie um, and love the Muppets in general. I'll say all of them in general, yes. All of the Muppets in general? All, all the, the Muppets. All the, all the Muppet movies, sorry. All the Muppet <laughs> movies. Just, just them in general, though, too. But yeah, no, mostly the movies. Definitely the movies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I have a change of set this week. I have my <laughs> Muppets behind me. <laughs> Mimi? <laughs> Two of my, my... Well, who's your favorite Muppet, Chris? I mean, growing up, it was probably Kermit, but that's because it's everybody's favorite. Um, as I'm older now, R- Ralph the dog, obviously, for obvious reasons. Now, Ralph, Ralph has become my favorite. Obvious reasons, because you're a piano yeah. man. And he's- uh, yeah, and it's just watching it recently, just him pretending to play. Who are, oh, <laughs> we're going to get into that, but I got to tell you something about that and how awesome that's done. But uh mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it just he's my favorite character. He just he just it just looks so lovable. And he wants to play music for everybody. I relate with him a lot. Yeah. And we have about the same amount of fur, so <laughs> I doubt that highly. Probably. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I have my two of my favorites, Honeydew and, and Beaker. I think they're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they are and- they are yeah, they're up there as top five for sure for me. And sweet, sweet angel Gonzo, I love, I love Gonzo. Oh, yeah, I do. Just a, just a pure little soul. <laughs> although growing up, although growing up, Fozzie was my favorite. I remember like being a kid and being like obsessed with him for some reason. Yeah, I can tell you what Muppet scared me the most as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Who? You take a guess. He's not in any Muppet movie. Uh, he is actually in the Muppet movie, but not in the movie itself. Like the the movie they watch together. I think he's at the end with like they're in the little when movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. And they have like everyone from the show in there. Um, what's his name? Crazy Harry. Oh my God. Crazy Harry. Is so crazy, crazy Harry. I was scared of him because we had um those Polaroid toys where you put the slides in and you click yeah. and we have Muppets of those where it's just like stills of them just smiling. It looks like they're posing. And it was like, that was like a thing back then. I think they were my parents or somebody, my cousins. I forget who. But there's one of Harry just like, and <laughs> I remember just like, it would be like Kermit or someone. And then all of a sudden him like, ah. <laughs> I'd be like, ah. And his eyes just, <laughs> yeah. Some of the Muppets, I'm a little still scarred with Muppets slash Sesame Street characters, but we'll get into that another time. My, my actual therapy. <laughs> Least favorite character. There's a Muppet with like a giant mouth. I don't know what its name. And he talks like that. Like, not like that. I did a bad impression. Oh, really? but he like ta- has like, this weird accent and his mouth moves really wide every time he talks. 
scares me and I don't know why because he's not scary he's like brightly colored Mm -hmm. (laughs) but yeah anyway um I'm gonna share my drink I don't know what you're drinking I'm drinking green drink so tea (laughs) oh it's just green it's coffee (laughs) I was like falling asleep I'm like I gotta wake up for this (laughs) you do yeah you do I have Garvey's Point Double Rye IPA. Last week I was also drinking Ooh, a let me see. Garvey's Point beer. <laughs> it has a kill a cat on it. I love the pose. Yeah, it's cute. Honestly, another very good IPA. I highly suggest this brewery. I have to go there. Super close mm-hmm. to where we live. Have to pop by. But this is really good. I like it a lot. Very cool. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> I like that we start each show with our connections to the movies that we watch because we have we do talk about a lot of movies that we personally have connections to, and this one I remember lo- like loving the Muppets when I was a kid, but I don't remember like the first time I actually watched them. I remember mm. going to Disney and going to uh, Hollywood Studios and they had the Muppets attraction and the ride and I remember loving that and that's when I started my obsession with Fozzie Bear but I don't remember <laughs> I don't remember like seeing the Muppets and being like watching them on TV and being like I love them until the um, Jason Siegel did the whole Muppet movie the new Muppet movie Mm-hmm. And then I remember, like, I have to go to the movies to see this. Me and all my friends went. I think I went to, like, a midnight show. I, like, couldn't wait to go. <laughs> and that's when I remember, like, I really love the Muppets. Like, I'm almost an adult now. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I have exact opposite story of that when Jimmy and I went to uh, see it. And we were just sitting there with, like, all these kids around us. And we looked so <laughs> awkward. We were dying to see it. And then just like, we're la- only two laughing in the theater. All the jokes went, o- went over all the kids' heads. But yeah, it was a fun time to see that as well. It kind of brought it back. Yeah, that's the thing. It like, it reignited the Muppets for me yeah. um, as an adult. Of, of all the movies, I'd have to say, so like my connection to Muppets, um, I don't, I can't remember if I saw the Muppet movie first. I think I did. I may have saw those like right before because I was very, very excited to see and to get on VHS was Muppet Treasure Island, which is a lot of our favorites as well. Great movie and probably one of the funniest of all of them. Oh, it's so good. I might watch it again after this. But um, (laughs) the, you know, I remember the Rainbow Connection was a favorite of my cousins and stuff. We used to play it on the piano a lot. Just that intro that and I think that was one of the first things I learned how to play with like two hands. and I was playing uh, like um, before I was like really actually playing piano. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I've always had a connection with them, but just how they looked and, you know, they seem familiar to me because of probably Sesame street. And I think I remember seeing Kermit mm-hmm. on Sesame street and couldn't tell the difference what Muppets and Sesame street Muppets yeah. were. I was like, is Kermit a Sesame street character <laughs> or is he, he was like a guest star on Sesame street doing the news. Mm-hmm remember so i uh i could never figure out who's part of what (laughs) is all the same to me i think yeah yeah and you that's a good point because 
we were big Sesame Street kids when we were younger and Barney, of course. Oh, we had. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We were big Sesame Street kids. So like, I guess that is like my very first connection with a Muppet because Mm -hmm. the Sesame Street characters are Muppets. Big Bird is in the Muppet movie. (laughs) Did I see? Yeah, I told you this. I think before I said I saw um, Muppets in Space, my uncle. That Mm -hmm. was fun. And he's like, we got to go see the Muppets. My my uncle's a very uh, true, you know, uh, a very big fan of the Muppets when they first aired. So he would always he uh, encouraged me to watch the Muppets a lot. He was, you know, kind of a big influence in that as well. But yeah, I, I mean, I just like the movies. The characters are funny and cute and uh, mm-hmm. colorful. You know, mm-hmm. the music's great. So that's all yeah. I need. <laughs> I think with this this movie in particular, it's just for kids it teaches kids how like the the magic of a movie and it teaches kids the magic of using your imagination and for adults it it kind of reminds you that you can still use your imagination and you can still be a kid and you can still have dreams um i think that's like kermit's rainbow connection the first song like if you listen to the words it's about kermit like he doesn't want to stop dreaming he doesn't want to stop believing in magic and I think that's something as an adult if you're listening to the lyrics and the words that's something you connect with and you remember like I can still be a kid at heart I'm gonna cry during this episode I'm warning everyone right now because I love this movie and it makes me cry every time (laughs) don't cry for me Rebecca um (laughs) No, I know it gets it gets it does get your little uh, choked up because you think about how these are just, you know, puppets and animals mm-hmm. <laughs> and you go. But they have like real uh, humanistic, uh, you know, emotions as well. And, you know, this movie is very, you know, they treat them as regular people <laughs> and they have, yeah. you know, I didn't I think I went over our heads as kids, especially me. But like you for me, the Muppet movie was just a fun road trip movie. That's how I looked at it as a kid. I was just like, oh, they go on a kind of adventure. Uh, they want to mm-hmm. go to Hollywood. And I just remember them meeting every different Muppet in this place and that place. And like how they all just kind of come together, I thought was a clever, like an entertaining thing for me. And, uh, you know, how I like how he meets Fozzie first. And like those two have their own bond together mm-hmm. in the car and singing together. And then you get later on, you get everybody just kind of gets ads on like i love how gonzo's their third <laughs> he's like the joe <laughs> pesci from like uh uh what was that lethal weapon he's like in the back seat causing all the problems so <laughs> with camilla like, the chicken yeah like, yeah his wife his wife whatever <laughs> there's some dirty joke with that i'm sure somewhere but um but yeah it's uh yeah i love i love it it's good <laughs> it's really it really is great and I, I'm probably going to read too much into the, I probably read too much into the movie and, and its emotional connection and whatnot, but I guess like the story. I was going to say, movie, I watched that movie. I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the story, the story of this movie is so much. It's, it's not about, it is about the Muppets, but it's, it's really about their creator. It's about Jim Henson and, and you can feel his love behind it. And yeah. that's what makes it really great too. You, every single person that worked on this project worked really freaking hard and they put their heart and soul into it and and it shows and that's why it's like it'll always be a classic and no one will ever forget what it yeah forget it. I think 
I think like as a kid, we're so um, spoiled in the sense that like we don't understand or appreciate all of the work that goes into something like that. We just accept the magic that, oh, these are just puppets, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and they're doing <laughs> things. That's it. Oh, they sang. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it's not like, oh, my gosh, look at all of the stage <laughs> preparation they have mm-hmm. to do to make one scene possible. And that's why I, when, we, when we get up to favorites moments, I want to tell you about the um, the first scene uh, about um the helicopter rainbow connection scene because i thought i heard some i heard i saw how they made that it was really interesting so i wanted to share that with you if you didn't know what they had to do to make that happen let's talk about it yeah i i kind of vaguely know like because the whole like you have to be behind the puppet to puppeteer it but in that scene the swamp is it's all water and it's in water and you can see you know dom de rose up in a boat <laughs> Hollywood. completely surrounded by water so like you're like where's the putt like is kermit like a real person like you believe he's a real person because you don't see the puppeteer at all like you don't even see a string you don't see anything so yes yeah so like, how they made that magic happen was jim henson it was a four-day shoot i believe or something like that which is very long in in uh, shoot days for this one for scene one scene yeah yeah um that's crazy so but what they had to do where they had to put Jim Henson underwater in like this tank bubble. Um, they had oxygen like going into him almost like scuba. I think he was in a scuba outfit or something like that. He had some kind of breathing tube. And then he has a little monitor in front of him and he's puppeteering above his head in a little tank underwater while Kermit's playing the banjo. And he has, a, like I said, a little monitor for where the camera is on uh, Kermit. So he could see exactly how he looks on screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty cool, but also very, very um, uh, complicated shot, and mm-hmm. and uh, like they said, very challenging. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy to have to jump from the Muppet Show, where everything is a pup, like it's very clearly a, a puppet. You never see their feet, you never see their bottom half. To making this movie where you need to bring the Muppets into the real world and think of things like that <laughs> to make it <laughs> seem like they're not being puppeteered by someone underneath them. And it, it, I mean, they do yeah. a great job because like you look at that scene, it's so iconic. Whenever you you see a swamp, you picture Kermit sitting there on the log. And you yeah, because if you can't if you can't see like what's going on, you're going to be lost. Right. <laughs> Have you tried Hare Krishna? There you go. it's one and one somewhere my favorite running gag in the whole movie sign yesterday watching it i was like because they say it two times in the beginning of the movie (laughs) and i never noticed that sign until we watched it recently i probably noticed it last year whenever i threw it back on and i just kind of avoided it i don't know it just didn't sink in (laughs) until this time it made me laugh so much (laughs) It's just so funny. It's like a silly joke, but it's hilarious. And it gets me every time. Every time. It's just the delivery is where it's the best. And in the sign. <laughs> the sign of the church. It's so like, subtle. Yeah, by the way, we're still doing this joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to talk about something else with the the opening song. Okay. So I never realized this. Dom DeLuise, his name's, his name's Ernie or something. I, I don't remember, but he calls Hollywood the magic store and I never noticed it before 
because the mm. last song in the movie is called The Magic Store. And I was like, hmm. The, the Magic Store? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I... The last song of the, the, the piece? Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. of the score? Yeah, the last song is called, it's the finale. Oh. The Magic Store, something, something. It might be like oh. another, like, end Magic Store. I don't know. But it, it is called the no, magic no, no. Story. That's, that's, and they sing the that's lyrics. probably where they got it. That makes sense. I've never heard that. I didn't know that until. And I, I listened to the soundtrack thing? today. And I guess I just, I didn't look at the track. Uh, is it on the soundtrack? Yeah, it's the last song. Life's okay. Like I didn't have it. I had it playing in the background, just going through the track. So I didn't look at the. Uh, yeah. Those in between things or whatever. And uh, what did I want to bring up well i mean not to bring up the whole synopsis but like you know them going to the bar there's a cool thing that, like how they made like um like uh kermit ride a bicycle that mm-hmm. effect is kind of cool i don't know if you knew how they did that it's like a crane and yes. they're like pulling him or something yeah it's a big crane way way high and it's kind of like holding it and he's down here and then it kind of just follows him along and his feet are kind of glued to the pedals so <laughs> it kind of just goes like that as it's being st- you know, stabilized by the crane, so it could just kind of follow and balance it up. Pretty smart idea. I mean, um, yeah, genius, and it works so well. Yeah. And they're kind of playing with the idea. You see a lot of it on the show where they do like the puppeteering, which is so clever. With they're wearing black, or they have some kind of blue screen, and mm-hmm. they kind of bl- uh, black themselves out, and then you're just kind of the illusion of the puppets moving on their own. Yeah, um, was used in that shot as well. I think when they're dancing on the on the bar table yeah. or the stage. I mean. Um, the El Slizo. Yeah, the El Slizo. <laughs> yeah, I believe they did use they use blue screen um for that. I mean that that scene drinks, drinks on the house. <laughs> I don't see it. Where is it? <laughs> it works every time. I works every time. First, I remember the first time I heard that joke, I was like, what? <laughs> it's like a dad joke when you're like, Well, I didn't uh, we were too young to know what on the house meant. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> we, 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 on the house been on the house so i'm like, like okay, why they, they did what he said why why are they all confused <laughs> so to me that scene is genius because that's where uh what's the guy's name hopper right is that the hopper the, Hopper. he sees kermit's feet and he like has the binoculars <laughs> oh yeah he's great <laughs> he's in another movie that i loved uh called spy hard and he's in a much bunch of things but like he has a little part in spy hard um, that's a Leslie Nielsen, like one of the last Leslie Nielsen movies he did in the late 90s. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Did you ever see that? I, I probably did. I'm going to make I you watch it. It's a stupid, stupid one, but it's got some great, great, like fall down humor. <laughs> like It's just so dumb. Um, but yeah, he's in that and he's really funny in that too. So yeah, he's he's good. Convincing so, Dylan. So to me, that scene... They could have easily just like been on, like they could have introduced the fact that Hopper wanted his legs like earlier in the movie or like just saw him on the side of the road or something. But they made a point to have Kermit dancing on the stage and his legs are like flailing around and then Hopper sees them and he like, <laughs> like looks at the binoculars <laughs> yeah. at his legs as they're dancing. And I'm like, oh, that's such a great way to be like, I want this frog. <laughs> I need this frog. Give me those legs. And he's like flailing and dancing around. It's so good. <laughs> And then his, his always his, makes me giggle. His crazy sidekick Max. 
So <laughs> I don't know that guy from anything except I do. Short Circuit, seen? the first one. Yes, he was. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, he is a little bit more gray in that movie, and I always put that together. I think early on that that actor. I don't know. I'm sure he's been in a bunch of other things. Oh, he's in um. No, no, no. My cousin Vinny's his best thing. He's in my he's cousin. The, he's the the um defense uh they go with what's what do they have his oh title. the original I, lawyer right the one yes that he goes uh like, he goes like uh your prescription eyeglasses <laughs> and he goes like they're my reading glasses <laughs> he's like i do all right <laughs> yeah he's great mr tipton <laughs> so but he's really funny that actor i forget his name but yeah anyways um but yeah so that was, uh, like I said, like, and then you get into like the moving right along scene. And as we're doing right now, um, he has like uh, one of my favorite songs ever, I think. I think mm-hmm. so. This is what I was saying when I was a kid. I had the the soundtrack and I think I would just want it for those two songs. Moving right along. And then can you picture that? <laughs> I would just go back <laughs> and forth. Um, and like uh, I learned today that how they would make the, the the Muppets drive. So they were on the floor, like Jim Henson, Frank Oz would be puppeteering um, Fozzie and Kermit. And then it was really crazy how they designed, what they would do is they had a guy in the back trunk. They designed a car with a steering wheel in the trunk so that that guy's driving in the trunk. <laughs> so oh my God. he has all the control, right? So that the puppets are just moving. And that he can see everything. I think he had like a camera or another like like um, monitor or something like that. So mm-hmm. he could kind of, it was pretty open road anyways, but probably they were shooting. But I thought that's a clever idea too, how to hide people um, to make them up. It's like, like, like driving. With all the puppets <laughs> that are in that car at one point, well, they switched mm-hmm. to the bigger car later, but the Studebaker, the most Muppets that are in that car at one time is four, right? Because you have Camilla, you have Gonzo, Fozzie, uh, Miss Piggy and Rolf joins as well at some point. But not they're not in the Studebaker. They're in the uh the vault um not Volkswagen. Sure. All right, I'll put no. money on that. Because I remember yeah. Miss Piggy getting picked up on the side of the road. They were in another car by then? Yeah, they were in the Oh, they traded one. it out. That's right. For a bigger right? car. Okay. Because you're right. Gonzo's you're right. truck flips over on the mm-hmm. other one you're right. on the Studebaker. They get a bigger um, one. You're right. But and there's four puppets, the maximum in that Studebaker, mm-hmm. which means there's at least four puppeteers plus the person driving the car. <laughs> yeah, which is in the back, <laughs> hiding in a trunk somewhere. I think I think Brian Henson, Jim Henson's son, at one point was puppeteering in that car because I feel like I heard an interview with him one time. Yeah, probably. He, he said that you he like in one of the scenes you can see his blonde hair under the steering wheel or something. And I look for it every time I watch the movie and I never see it, but he says he, it's there. He, no pun intended, has a hand in a lot of these projects. <laughs> I mean, well, he directed a few, he directed Muppet Treasure yeah, Island, yeah. I think. Everyone, so. My uncle always said that he voiced Kermit after Jim died. I'm like, no, that's not him. <laughs> it's not. I forget the guy yeah. who replaced him once Christmas, the uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol. This is the first time mm-hmm. you don't have Jim Henson's voice, I believe. Or maybe it was one before that, but it's around that time. I believe, but that was like the big, you know, big feature, anyways, that you didn't have yeah. um, Jim Henson. Yeah. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, you're just telling me about oh, the we car. Talking- 
oh, yeah, right. You're trying that. to move it along. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just such a good song to sing along to. Like when you hear uh, Kermit go, duck a dung, duck a dung, you like can't help but like sing along to it. <laughs> it's <just laughs> like catchy, you want to yeah. be in the car and you want to go, duck a dung, duck a dung. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I said, it's just those songs are just fun. They're fun. They sound fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they, they did a good job, I think, with making it okay to sing along to these movies. Like, they are sing-songy and they are, like, they are very, like, chorusy and melodic. So you can join in. Yeah. And even, even if you were to go sing the harmonies, like, they're, it's so easy to harmonize with these songs, too, as an adult. And you're, like, singing along with it. Um, yeah. And, like, the Muppets a lot of them don't have perfect singing voices right like Fozzie Bear not so much yeah but you got it it's not about the singing voice and you think like I wouldn't read too much into that that's just like the actors are doing the voice as best you know performance wise as they can and to sing in those voices you got to give them something you know that's that's incredibly difficult I would think well I think Um, that it's to I think Jim Henson like it's a credit to Jim Henson because he valued like the characters these these characters more than he valued making a perfect movie like he he wanted these characters to be as authentic as possible so instead of telling these voice actors and puppeteers to be like you need your voice to be absolutely on pitch he's like no well, if Fozzie you Bear credit to sing frank American- oz being miss piggy and singing <laughs> in that voice that's incredible think about i'm like i was thinking to today i'm like to have that high pitched voice and how he normally sounds like mm-hmm. to be, I wonder if he actually damaged himself for <laughs> doing that voice or maybe did not. I don't know, but it's just like doing that high girlish voice for a whole entire movie. Um, you know, obviously with other characters he does as well, but like just doing mm-hmm. that and singing in that Miss Piggy voice. <laughs> like, how's he doing that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Credit to, to Frank Oz. Cause I mean, Miss Piggy's not the only character he plays on the show, and it's not the only character he's ever played <laughs> in history. But a bit like, it's so <laughs> he do I don't know. And it's, I mean, his voice got well on the on the Muppet Show. I, I think there's two different puppeteers playing Miss Piggy interchangeably. Like it was Frank Oz mm-hmm. and then one of the other puppeteers. So you get differences in her voice when you're watching the show. So sometimes it's a little bit lower pitched and sometimes higher pitched. But uh, I think by the time this this the Muppet movie came about, it was like solely Frank Oz, and he really like settled into the Miss Piggy voice. Yeah, and I was blown away that that is not Frank Oz in the Muppets movie. It is a different actor. In it's the incredible. In the one that it's close. There's some parts that you can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jason Segel one, yeah, that's not mm-hmm. Frank Oz, and it he didn't do close. the voice of Fozzie even few years before that hmm. so he was changed out a while ago they, they got somebody pretty close to yeah i mean um, some yeah. some some of the muppets now they don't sound as no and none of like them are Kermit the same is, Kermit lost all well, his Kermit's soul. on number three there's yeah. somebody else entirely now I, and i've heard not great things about i think i've heard a couple times like let me tell you oh, I maybe if i got used to it now. I didn't, I didn't try it. I was like, Muppets done. Good. <laughs> Good. Muppets. If there's one thing you're going to listen to us about, <laughs> don't watch Muppets now. Yeah. 
I was like, don't do it. I mean, I, I like what they try to do with just the Muppets TV show where it was like The Office. I know. I think mm-hmm. you said you didn't love it. I thought it was OK. No, I like it. My brother you liked I, it. Yeah, I thought say, so. We say we love charming. Yeah. There's some great stuff in it. I just think it couldn't get enough people watching and it was too, mm-hmm. too much too soon to get anybody watching that on a regular basis. Yeah. People didn't watch TV anymore at that point. No. And I think it's because it was aimed at adults, but what Disney, Disney has no clue what to do with the Muppets. They're never going to know what to do with yeah. the Muppets. Unfortunately, yeah. it's very sad, but they, I know what to like, do with them. The adults that watch the Muppets are now, you know, yeah. they were kids and now they're adults. So the adults in them will want to watch an um, office type show. No, <laughs> I want yeah. to watch the Muppets. And the Muppets. argument now is that since they brought back the Muppets on, you know, Disney Plus with the Muppets show, um, I was just like, oh, I can't wait for that. You know, you too. And and I uh, I told mm-hmm. a bunch of my family members who watched it. I'm like, this is going to be really fun for us that like, you know, we were kids who never really got to see that show unless some channel had it on syndication or somebody mm-hmm. owned it on a DVD. Um uh, season um i think at my old job they uh we threw it on one day someone had it on like dvd i'm like can we watch this <laughs> and i was like yeah let's throw that on i was the only one watching it <laughs> but it was cool yeah so i'm really enjoying like i said to go back to watch it when it first started because mm-hmm. it makes the muppet movie actually more interesting now to see all those characters um that i wasn't as familiar with just sitting in the in the seats watching the film because mm-hmm. not all of them are in the movie just like the yeah. generic you know top um we call it like the the top tier muppets i don't know what do you call them <laughs> the, the original seven <laughs> the top i would call them the top tier muppets yeah. <laughs> Definitely. top tier <laughs> <laughs> no for sure um but yeah where are we what are we talking what, what scene did we just talk oh about? i'm sorry are i know talking- i mean very loose tonight but um we were talking about um i was talking about the soundtrack and how fun it was i think and um the voice you were saying oh that's what it was about the voice acting how it wasn't great for the singing so much yeah but it's great for the characters yeah it's great for the characters but i also i think it goes back to like being a kid watching the movie like you watch a disney princess movie and like they all have perfect voices and they all can belt and sing and whatever yeah yeah fine fine but in this movie it's like you know it doesn't matter you don't have a great voice sing it's do what you want to do if you want to sing and not be great that's fine with us like Like, i said my argument would be that it's about the character not about the voice at mm -hmm. all it's all about the character coming through singing those parts and how that's why it works so great and like don't get me wrong the singing is amazing they're on pitch when I'm listening to the music, it is, it is there. Like, um, and I, I also think, think about that. Uh, I wanted to bring up this song because I think it was like kind of filler for me as a kid, but I think I appreciate it more now just because I love Rolf and Rolf's song with Kermit. And to oh, think that, that, song. that he's singing that song with himself, like he's doing both oh, those yeah. parts, <laughs> like it's the challenges true. you have to do. Yeah. And it's a yeah. duet with himself. Which is like fun now if you have an acapella or something like that. But you're doing mm-hmm. two different characters singing two different parts in one song that he probably wrote. And it's funny, the song 
um, melody, or sorry, the song progression is the same as uh, Good Night, Sweetheart. I don't know if you knew that. I was listening no, today. There's, a, there's, a, there's an orchestral version of it. I was listening to today on trumpet and there's piano in the background. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, like, why is that so familiar? And I heard it in the melody. It was just like, how's the part go? Um, um, but it goes like, I hope that something better comes along. Yeah, that part, especially you hear it. Um, yeah, it's it's and it kind of reminds me of uh, when he says, like, he made a monkey out of old King Kong. I was thinking mm-hmm. of what's that uh, Jim Croce song uh, that everyone knows? Uh, um, bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Oh, yeah. He goes like, bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Better than old King Kong. <laughs> I don't know why. A little bit. That's a little bit of a stretch. But definitely the other one is uh, pretty much on point. You could sing that song over it and it would fit. So. Yeah, it does. I mean, one of Paul Williams wrote the music with another composer, yeah. but he himself. Paul, and he's in the movie, right? Songs. He's at the El Slizo. He's the piano player. It says, don't Who, shoot the piano player, I think. Yes. Okay. <laughs> trivia part, uh, trivia question, because you've been watching this show recently. <laughs> Who does he voice in that show you've been watching a lot of? We might do well. I can't really do an episode, and it's not a lot of music. There's really just one song in it, but it's the intro to this TV show that we both love as children. It's animated, and you've been watching it on uh, one. Are you talking about Batman the animated series? Yes, Wait, he Paul plays Williams. a villain in that show. Let's see if you know this. And I had to look it up because I thought now this what? connects to the Muppets. I thought that the actor who was doing the voice of the of this villain, I almost said it. Um was a different character on the Muppets. I'm like, that voice sounds so familiar. And I'm like, I think it's this guy. I thought it was the the guy in Muppet Treasure Island that's um uh he goes like I ordered shrimp scumpy <laughs> that guy. Um <laughs> I forget his name but I was like is that the same voice as this guy? So I looked it up and then sure enough I was wrong. But it turns out that the actor who was voicing that villain is a part of the Muppets and ends up being that guy. Uh, Paul, what's his name? Paul Williams? Paul Williams? Paul Williams is the villain of this character. Can you guess? I'll give you three guesses. Because uh, I'm trying to hear his voice in my head and then hear the, the villain. Yeah. On back. Is, it, is it like a side? He kind of looks like him, kind of. Like... I think that's probably why they casted him. And he, had a, he has a very plays it plays it very straight sometimes i don't know he didn't put too much effort i think over the top this character whereas the live action version of this character was very over the top which was amazing but is it scarecrow no not scarecrow not crane. oh my god it was, an, it was an older villain that uh they haven't got to yet but they will get to in the new batman movie an older villain they haven't they didn't they haven't done them in a while yeah I guess is give up. Just tell me. I have no idea. The penguin. Wait, what? <laughs> he voices the penguin in the animated show. I mean, fitting because I think so. I like I so two. I looked him up. He looks kind of like Elton John, like if he was from town. Yeah, like <laughs> I think. Yeah, he looks like a mini Elton John, and he you know oh, he plays so piano, funny. so it makes sense. Great voice too. Um, I looked him up, and I was just like, wait a minute. Just the coincidence, the fact that I thought he was a different Muppet voice. 
And then I go to find out he's actually a part of the Muppets because he was a cameo on the show. He was a mm-hmm. songwriter of the movies. And mm-hmm. he's actually all these other things associated with the Muppets, but he is not a Muppet voice. So it's just like, yeah, you never voice a Muppet. <laughs> but he is the penguin voice. I'm just like, why didn't they voice? Maybe he is somebody. Maybe he was. I, I, um, but it wasn't who I thought it was. So, wow, I didn't. Anyways, that's a little, little trivia for you there. This is where yes, my mind goes. As I said, all this trivial knowledge, nowhere to release <laughs> it. I give it to you, the world. <laughs> well, thank you, because that's, I literally didn't know that. And it, now I'm going to have to go watch a penguin episode and I'm just going to, if I could teach anything, it's like, I would like to teach kids the voice actors and the, and the characters that they voice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that guy voiced this guy and this guy voiced that guy. And guess what? They both voiced this character later on down the road. Really cool. Right. Just a <laughs> family like, tree, like a genealogy. How can I, how can I balance a checkbook with that knowledge? sir? <laughs> I don't know. When you're my age, you won't balance your checkbooks. You're just going to watch Batman, the animated series. <laughs> I can balance a checkbook. See, <laughs> just like, that's what I'd show them. Anyways, um, I digress. Keep going. Anyway, Moving right along. Um, so let's talk about, uh, can you picture that? <laughs> because I can, I love that scene. It's such a good, like rock song. It's, it's so great. And I don't know, it, it, they're just like such characters that I love that they're in the church and they're like, we're turning it into a coffee house. <laughs> <laughs> they don't look like Presbyterians to me. <laughs> 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 they're just like so believable each ca- and then like th- they oh, introduce yeah. i love that they introduce each character in the band as if no one knows mm-hmm. who they are and we're all like we know these characters but they're like and then this one's zoot and zoot does something weird <laughs> zoot is like, awesome. <laughs> throwing fish <laughs> <laughs> they're just like they're it's just so believable and you're like wow skeeter is their manager <laughs> Oh yeah, Skeeter's their band manager. Yeah, wait, Skeeter or Scooter? I always miss oh, no, Scooter's Skeeter. from Doug, right? Scooter or Skeeter? Skeeter's from Doug. Sorry, oh, I'm sorry. Scooter. It's Scooter. I, it's Scooter. I I mix up their names all the time. They're basically like the same. So no, they're not. I know, but to me, they're very lovable and they're cool. Um, but like, yeah. So, I mean, I love that song. It just rocks, as you said. It's just a fun song. But mm-hmm. I just love, you know, and. uh uh, just like that whole montage of them like painting and like you know I'm like this is so fun like, like who wouldn't only, want to do this and they're all Muppets only a stoner would have the idea if we paint your car no one will notice you only a Muppet with a brain <laughs> a oh, stoner man. or a Muppet <laughs> they, with a brain and then they they just they just notice them in three seconds because Max is just like Oh, I'm looking for a frog and a bear and a whatever Studebaker. And it's a like, gray Oh, geez, Hop, I only see a frog and a bear in a rainbow-colored Studebaker. It's <laughs> like, what? Uh, like, it oh, worked? Man. But, like, oh, so, but it. I was saying, um, it's funny, years later, hearing that song again, I just, it's, I heard a lot on the radio um, when I used to have the classic rock station on all the time. They used to play, um, walk this way a lot and for some reason i i i draw similarities I mean, it's just probably a stretch but like i hear that song i automatically think can you picture that that <laughs> that like 
It's like, bird never did it. I never did it. I want to be the right time now. I want to be the band. It's like, it has kind of like that similar blues kind of rocking. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, is that a bit of a stretch? Do you kind of see that similarity where I got there? No, I see. I see the similarity totally. I got there. I I was gonna compare it to like a Beatles song, like uh, "Losing the Sky yeah. with Diamonds," sped okay. up a little bit, kind of, yeah. because it, it has that like uh, trippiness to it. But "Losing the Sky with Diamonds" doesn't have that like bluesy sound <laughs> to it. It's like yeah. <laughs> it's like if those if blues that a blues sound and "Losing the Sky with Diamonds" had a baby, it would be yeah. That's what's the, that's the thing about these movies, and that's why I love about the Muppets. Um, kind of t- the the newer one with Jason Siegel, or call it new now, it's old now. But um, you know, there's like there's structure to these songs. It's not like they're just putting noise and then just mm-hmm. you know. I mean, we're kind of out of the time of like this pop style rock age of writing songs in a musical or whatever it could be. And not saying it's gone. It's just like you don't hear as much and. And I like think that this movie was during a time where all of that was the thing, you know, that was the the cool sounding style of music. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of just like miss it. And it's like, it's funny how like, this is what kids were listening to. <laughs> like, and, like <laughs> you know, I don't know what kids are listening to now and that they even know music. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, I would want to show this movie to kids now just to see how mm-hmm. they react to those songs. And if they, they care, they're just like, Probably not. <laughs> I don't feel like this is boring. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's think, okay. I don't think it's kids okay. Have... Okay, it, it worked for yeah. us, and that's what matters. Yeah, and I still, I mean, because I, 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 my music taste is stuck in the sixties and seventies anyway. So, same. I, well, nineties and everything that. else, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like for for most of that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just great. It's just how they how they uh, run into them. Just jamming in a church how cool is that yeah oh and then so you get the breaking of the fourth wall in this scene where fozzy goes to explain <laughs> yeah. to dr teeth like w- the story of everything that's happened so far in the movie and kermit's like try my best them, ready just give them the manuscript <laughs> mm, the muppet movie huh? <clears throat> my impression dr teeth <laughs> <laughs> first see the swamp and a helicopter shot <laughs> I can't really remember what he says. Something like that. <laughs> he just like he's like they just skip around and he like says the the scene, the beginnings of the scenes yeah. for a couple of them. And then uh yeah. I think that's I think that's funny that they, they break the fourth wall in this movie. Like not only do the Muppets come into the world for the first time, they also break the fourth wall. <laughs> As a kid, I used to think like they do that kind of joke in space balls with the videotape, like like mm-hmm. the uh the you know oh we got the we got the tape before the movie's out which is like you know basically the whole joke of how merchandising worked back then and and selling all the media for that time period but it's funny like i'm thinking wouldn't they like just rewind the tape to know what to do <laughs> no i don't think so <laughs> it kind of meta stuff it doesn't work like question. that as a kid i'm like i just rewind it to the part i want or it's like no they haven't made the movie yet <laughs> or, <laughs> I haven't picked that. I'm like thinking the whole thing is already there. <laughs> they just rewound me like, yeah, that's how they know. Anyways. No. I was a sharp tool in the shed. <laughs> uh, and then, so in the beginning of the movie, uh, 
Kermit's nephew, and I always forget the, his nephew's name. Robin. But what is it? Robin. Ah, thank you. He says, is this really Which... how you guys met? <laughs> and uh, I just think it's funny because then you get the script read and it's like, how much of this story is yeah. fabricated? <laughs> it's all true, kid. <laughs> <laughs> all of it, every second. Um, yeah. Oh, and then, well, that's what's so cool about this movie. The fact that it's a movie that they're watching a movie that is the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's the movie that you're watching. <laughs> it's like the movie within the movie. I love that when they do that. Mm-hmm. Do you know one other movie they do that in? I'm seeing if you know this movie. I mean, they probably do it more than one. But like what comes a to mind when I think of that. Movie. Yeah. Um, the Flintstones movie. They do that where they go to the drive in and then you watch the movie that we all watch. And then the, at the that. end of that movie, I don't know if you saw that movie, John Goodman. I did, but I don't remember it. You don't remember it. See, I grew up where we watch it kind of religiously. And then I don't know, whenever it's done, I try to throw it on for a good laugh. It's it's probably <laughs> one of the worst movies ever made. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those old 90s Spielberg fun, fun rides. That's how I look at it. And uh, oh, I grew I grew up. Watching and it's like a universal movie. thing to us, too. It's like I felt like I was at Universal watching that movie. We had the McDonald's toys, things like that. Mm-hmm. But like they in the beginning of the movie, they they drive up to a drive through and then um, they watch the movie and then you're they zoom in on the screen and then you watch the movie and then it ends and then it pulls back and then they drive home, you know, and end it like the TV show. So that reminds me kind of like this movie where it's like they watch the movie together to watch the movie that you're actually going to watch. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. <laughs> And then you get that amazing scene with the best character ever. <laughs> the flame is okay. Oh. <laughs> Swedish chef. <laughs> it's such a, he's such a dumb character. And I laugh every time. He's the he's on best. Him. He is the best. Sorry. If I had a second favorite, it's the Swedish chef. I, I laugh anytime he speaks. And it doesn't matter what it is. Just going. <laughs> like he's taking noises. I just think it's so funny. <laughs> like why is that funny it is stupid. yeah that's like, exactly what is why is that funny but it is funny like why are you funny to me because <laughs> he looks so silly he has no face and just mustache just eyebrows yeah just like <laughs> so silly Oh, man so um i mean there's there's like the whole like showdown scene it's really you know it's fine nothing too special but i know the very end you want to get to to talk about i don't know did we skip over anything really important really i mean um i mean i cameos that we wanted to talk about i know but we did, but like we could sit here all day naming all the cameos. In this movie. No, no, no. I, but I was, I definitely had a favorite that I, I wanted to mention to you. It's one of my favorite parts. Did you, that I was saying like my favorite cameo is in this. It's kind of, who is it? it's not Steve Martin. I do love Steve Martin. In this, I do love Steve Martin's cameo. It's great. Yes. <laughs> and um, it's uh, Gonzo and Camilla going up to Richard Pryor. Oh, and he goes yeah. like, even today, I th- or yesterday I was watching, and he goes like, what should I have? What was it? The colors? I forget. The red or purple? What was it? The balloon colors? I don't remember. And he goes like, how about this? Why not take both? <laughs> <laughs> and Gons is like, oh. <laughs> why, why is I that so Gonzo? funny to me? 
because Gonzo's like, what? <laughs> I could have both. <laughs> it's like for a chicken that pretty, of course. <laughs> well, that's an Im- so good. That's an important um, plot point because mm-hmm. um, so Gonzo sings, um, "I'd like to get back there someday." And oh yeah, we didn't talk, didn't talk about that. Uh, Paul Williams wrote the song, and um, I guess they didn't know that Gonzo would take the balloons when they were writing earlier. Mm-hmm. So they write the song and Gonzo sings it. Uh, I'd like to get back there someday. And it's about his experience with the balloons flying up in the sky with those balloons. So they were like, oh, I got it. When he goes to the fair, he'll buy balloons. He'll fly up in the sky. And he, he's longing to be back there and have that feeling again. Now I'm going to throw a bone at you. Oh. I had a whole different perspective of the song listening to today. Mm-hmm. Uh and I'm like, no, they didn't know this. I think that was a stretch when they actually did this. I'm thinking Gonzo ended up being an alien. And I'm thinking, and he goes, he says something about heaven and space. And he's like, I would like to get back there someday. And I was like, is he talking about being an alien? And I was like, wait a minute. It's I mean, a no bit of a, no one knows what I was like, is. I don't think back then they knew that he was going to be an alien. I think they called him whatever. And that was just a fun joke. Cause he was just a mm-hmm. made up uh, character and, and, uh, funny looking face oh well you know how they found like gonzo was like a random (laughs) uh was a random muppet and i think uh i forget paul i forget who who voices gonzo but um, um, jim henson yeah grabs the puppet and he's like this is gonzo like it's just a random puppet and he was like this is gonzo make this gonzo and it's just like they didn't be like oh this is what gonzo looks like he just grabbed a puppet and was like this is gonzo now you need another muppet (laughs) go ahead have fun and you could tell and we were talking about this or at least i brought it up how different he was in the beginning and not different Mm -hmm. like i'm sure the character was there the he's very different in the sense of like he didn't find the character yet he had a weird he had a different type of voice like with almost yeah. like a impediment um mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah oh uh, oh what is that all there it, it was kind of weird and i was like wow his voice was very different in the beginning in the mm-hmm. sense that like he just talks normally now and he has still the gonzo voice but um yeah i do love gonzo but like yeah, yeah i was just like thinking of that song and i'm thinking like did you know it was gonna be an alien that kind of like almost fits with that and I'm like, oh, yeah, get back okay. my if family's up there somewhere. I was like, if I didn't know the actual history of the song and it being written. I would have been I like, think yeah, you're 100 percent right that it has to do with the balloons. And that makes more sense. Or, you know, the whole getting to where he's supposed to be having, you know, that freedom or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just a lot think of layers to these Muppets. I think I mean, that's what. It, yeah, there are a lot of layers to these Muppets, but I think that's it gives them life and like makes them real and oh yeah that's that's what makes them so believable like when i see kermit i don't see jim henson behind the puppet i see kermit like he is kermit the frog kermit the frog that's it like and i think that's what jim henson wanted from his characters he wanted you to believe that they were living breathing things Mm -hmm. and it's true like yeah i'm sure that goes all the way back to ventriloquism and things like that of, of puppeteering um, if you actually study history of that, the art of make believe with another, mm-hmm. um, you, know, un, uh, you know, not a real object. What do you call that? I uh, forget the term, but like just to, to you know, give it life like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
for me, it's like the same thing. I'm, I still get lost in the characters sometimes the way they talk and move, you forget that you're watching a puppet or <laughs> you really mm-hmm. do. And uh, sometimes little subtle details. And I mean, I don't want to get into the whole thing about this, but I think it really helps with their puppeteering, how genius it is. Uh, especially I know Sinfazi, like he puts his hand on his face a lot of times, mm-hmm. this expression of like, you know, kind of whatever. And then Kermit like does this like weird thing with his face, like, this all the time kind of showing for you know some mm-hmm. frustration um they they were really picky about i think those things very um as part of their craft they're very detailed it about certain right. yeah and um and then i think even you can notice it too in like star wars with frank Oz puppeteering like yoda there's a little things like that that you can see he does little little subtle things that you know wouldn't it didn't really, you know, make us think that's not a puppet. It just it gives it a little bit more, like you said, mm-hmm. layering to uh, to making it more believable. Yeah. I think so. We talked about this last week when we were talking about Jurassic Park, um, like with the raptors, they Spielberg wanted them to do things like tap their toes or like scratch themselves to make them feel more real, like they are in reality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what these puppeteers in the, the Muppets movies do they they bring them to life by giving them these humanistic characteristics they ground them in reality like mm-hmm. and oftentimes there are humans on screen with them who are grounded in reality because they are actually in reality mm-hmm. so they need to stand up to that otherwise they're just going to look like they're puppets on the screen and it, it, the movie does not even just the movie the show whenever the puppets are on tv like you believe they're real even with like sesame street when you're a kid like to me, Big Bird's not a puppet. Big Bird is a living, breathing thing. <laughs> like, I always thought it was a girl adult, growing like up. I, I'm not gonna lie. I always thought it was a girl. I got I got reprimanded for that quick. For years I thought Big Bird was a girl. So the voice, the voice I thought sounded like a woman. Does and then I thought it was a woman doing a boy's voice, and then still I was wrong. It's a man doing everything. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. What do you thought Big Bird was? Also a woman. Yeah, I thought it was played by a woman. No. I didn't know that Jim Henson and uh, I don't know who played Burton. Burton Ernie was Jim Henson and someone else. Yep. And I didn't know And that. Frank Oz. Yeah, it's Frank Oz. Oh, it was, it was Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, that's, uh, I think there's some picture of the two of them with both Burton Ernie and, and Fozzie and Kermit somewhere. And I love, did you see that episode yet on the, on the Muppet show where they have Burton Ernie as a cameo? Mm-mm. Oh man, that's funny. <laughs> Bert's like, <laughs> he goes like, he's like, don't you find it weird that we're on here as well? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> that is really uh, funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is one more thing I want to jump back to, and mm-hmm. that's Miss Piggy's song, "Never Before, Never Again." Oh really? Because just we because- can skip over that one. Oh, but you remind me. I wanted to talk about one other thing for a song. So go right ahead. I love this song because, and Paul Williams will say this, says this too. This song sounds like a Frank Sinatra song because he, I I don't know if he wrote it for Frank Sinatra, but he wrote it with Frank Sinatra in mind. And if you, if you hear like a man sing this song, it sounds like Frank Sinatra. (laughs) And that's why. Challenge accepted. Give it to give it to uh, Joseph Sanders. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll give a shot. I did some Sinatra uh, last night, actually. Was it last night? Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I got some Sinatra 
pipes in me. <laughs> I, I mean, this is, we're not going to talk about Sinatra, but I love singing Sinatra. I, I always feel more comfortable in the range of a male crooner's voice. So, <laughs> <laughs> but this, this song comfortable. sounds like, uh, Frank Sinatra, like when you when you hear it without Miss Piggy singing it, because Miss Piggy's Miss Piggy, but um, I just love it because it's it's so when you think about it in that way, it's such a like a love song, <laughs> and she just like sees Kermit for a second, and it's just like an instant spark, <laughs> and then she has all these montages and all these outfits, and it's. Hilarious. I'm telling you, they they went hardcore with Piggy and Muppet Caper. You really need to see it. They do <laughs> such a good job with her. It's amazing in that movie. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Maybe when I was a kid, I don't, oh, I don't man, remember. Is it great. It. That might be a next movie for us to, to mm-hmm. watch again, because it is so funny. I was watching it yesterday, just dying of laughter. How funny it is. <laughs> to, I don't know, that's my, my opinion. I remember watching that a lot more, I think, than actually Muppet the movie, because I think that was the one that had, they had at the library the most, whatever I was, you know, borrowing, <laughs> watch a movie. So um, it's usually Muppet movie or Muppet caper caper was, up there for me i love that and used to come you remember the boxes were like a little bit bigger you know they have like for like the disney boxes mm-hmm. I think, like you're disney, talking about the vhs boxes vhs boxes yeah, yeah. like yes i got the big box um so uh but i was saying um so that reminded me um uh that the song when fozzy they go we're about to get patriotic here and then he sings america beautiful <laughs> so Back to what I was saying before that this movie is like a road trip. I remember vividly having a memory of listening to the soundtrack in like my, you know, the backseat of our car driving Mm. to someone's house, probably long distance. It's probably Buffalo or something like that. And uh, I had that soundtrack playing and it really felt like that scene where you see the great, Mm -hmm. um, what is it? Mount Rushmore. I don't know. They show a bunch of stuff, but like, I remember hearing, Oh, beautiful first bases, guys. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like with Fozzie right now, just like driving and like riding along and seeing all these scenery around me. There was probably some mountainous things, but nothing like that, like not much mm-hmm. more. So there's a there's a deep connection with me with that scene that I felt like I was kind of in the movie. And like it's a fun, it's a fun listen in the car for sure. That the the soundtrack. So highly advised for everybody out there listening. <laughs> Put it on in your CDs or your tape decks or whatever you got left in your car. Your tape decks. Now that you plug in or Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, whatever. Or not even that. that cars don't come with any music now. It's just a windshield wiper going. You got to make up your own song. So. Um, yeah. So they do their whole, you know, they make animal really big. <laughs> Honeydew and Beaker Big kills. Which they <laughs> had to, they had to get the they had to get them into the movie somehow. <laughs> and that was the way. <laughs> um, but uh, quickly, there's there's a, like an iconic scene of uh, just Kermit mm-hmm. standing in that like old west town, and he's just like, standing yep. there, and you can see his legs, and it's like great. Mm-hmm. Like it makes very difficult cool. shot, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. How'd they do it? Believe do it or know? not. Uh, they, well, they had, it was a stage and they had people down below, but um, they had invented what you would seen probably more now with the later Jim Henson creation shop things, puppeteering, where um, if there was a full shot, they would have a robotic 
um, remote control hand mm -hmm. and it would puppeteer like this and then it would yeah. move the mouth here and there. But um, so you can kind of see the whole Muppet or Kermit and it would be standing there. But then there's other shots, I think, that were really challenging with that, too. Mm -hmm. So um, that's I, the one I, thing I remember. I think with the so they wanted to do they tried to do the whole robotic puppeteering kind of thing in this movie mm -hmm. and i think they couldn't get like the range of motion with the puppets and that's why they went with like the blue screen yeah. stuff um because right they wanted to do that but they couldn't figure it out but yeah and they composited later right yeah um but uh let's talk about animal Oh, or some oh, else, well, yes. I mean, I just wanted to talk about that scene where, where Kermit is just standing there because it's yeah, a it's great a cool shot, shot and it's, it's completely yeah. practical. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks real. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, things don't seem technologically advanced in this movie to us or to this generation, but for the time, they what they were doing was totally different and never right. seen before. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Oh, and brief, briefly, so uh, in order to make this movie, I think Jim Henson, so they filmed The Muppet Show in London. It wasn't filmed mm -hmm. in California. But I think when they were coming up with that they wanted to do the Muppet movie, they Jim Henson had to go out and film the Muppets like in the real world. So I think they went yeah. out to like a the farm test or footage. something. Yeah, I and saw they, that. And they were like filming like among sheep and among cows. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was it just like fuzzy. I'm like, I want to see that movie. <laughs> 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 yeah the just Foz and Kermit being sheep herders <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the next um, movie Muppet Caper does take place in London so I wonder if that has anything to do with it so perhaps and, yeah um but yeah I want to jump ahead to just to talk quickly about the Orson Welles cameo go for I it. Don't know it it makes me laugh every time because it's it's Orson Welles <laughs> and he's in the Muppet movie making jokes and being funny with the Muppets <laughs> Can't do it, Orson Welles what face. Is, but... What does he give them the the cool Hollywood pack? No, the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the standard rich and famous contract for <laughs> Kermit the Frog and Company. <laughs> With they barely even say any. They don't do anything. They've come here to be like rich everyone. and famous. <laughs> That's it. That's all we need. We're just hoping you'd say that. We don't just give it to anybody. We give it to the people that really want it. Oh, and, and Cloris Leachman, rest in peace, who just passed away. She's, she was just she in the episode I watched. She was the uh, the guest star in the episode I watched today, too, yeah. in the Muppets show. So, oh, also, and the thing about Jim Henson. So um, with the Muppet show, like getting it started and going yeah. was um, was a little difficult to like get its gears going and, and get celebrities on the show. But um, once the celebrities were on the show, they really tried to like make their time there happy and and fun and the celebrities really enjoyed being on the show so a lot of these relationships that jim henson connected people that he connected with throughout the years really was a genuine friendship because he was so nice to work with and being on the muppet show was so great so a lot of the cameos of people in the movie were people that really wanted to work with yeah. the muppets and work with jim henson and everyone so i think most of them were on the show already for sure yeah 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 and I think it just comes down to, to just building that relationship with these people and just making it such a nice environment to work in. Right. And it's actually, for me, who didn't really know a lot of those actors because we're way too young to have known <laughs> what they were from or anything. Like, I think the only one that looked familiar to me um, 
wise was Doc Hopper and his and Max because I saw them in other movies at the time. Mm-hmm. And like maybe um what's the oh, other Mel actor? Mel Brooks. Mm, no, really Steve Martin. Actor. Steve Martin for sure. Steve oh, Martin. Yeah, Steve that, Martin. That's Definitely. that was the big one for me. Not even mm-hmm. not even Mel Brooks. As much as I know Mel Brooks now, mm-hmm. I think I saw them up in the movie way more times before I saw like Spaceballs. I was young at the time. Mm-hmm. So um, but yeah, and then I think I after I saw Spaceballs for like a few times and I went back to watch that, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's President Scroob <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yogurt. And he's a frog. <laughs> I get it now. No, it was um like uh I'm trying to think. Mm, yeah, I like I said, I I just now they I was saying watching the show now, it's funny. I saw more of those people. Um Mm-hmm. show up in like every shot <laughs> i was like oh there's that person from that show there's that person from yeah. that show and now i'm just like now i get it it's all these re- you know returning uh guests that you know were part of the film now which mm-hmm. is kind of more special i think and it's not just like hamming people in there we're like hey you know that actor throw him in you know mm-hmm. there's people who were really involved like you said so yeah it, it just makes it a it um better movie to watch because you know these people had such a relationship with with everyone on working on the movie and yeah i don't know it's not just like it's not just like random people who that were there for the paycheck Mm because i guarantee they didn't get even being on the muppet show i guarantee they didn't get paid well um so i'm gonna this is the part where i'm gonna make you cry again and i want you to talk about and tell me how awesome that ending is what uh that last line (laughs) that kermit sings so the last song they started off doing rainbow connection with different lyrics with different lyrics but then the set falls it kind of like rehashes everything they just went through and then the set falls Mm -hmm. and i don't know what what happens to the ceiling but something happens to the ceiling it just like the things start going haywire and then uh, something breaks through and a rainbow comes and instead of being sad about it Kermit sings the lyrics, life's like a movie, write your own ending. And then everyone joins in and uh, yeah. just uh, keep believing, keep pretending. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like such a nice way to leave the movie because at the beginning of the movie, you know, you get rainbow connection and, and the song is about Kermit still believing in magic and dreams and, and still mm-hmm. dreaming in your life. And then it ends with, I have every like i i get to now have all these people around me like the rainbow connection he was trying to build was to collect all these these people and 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 do this show and he's telling everyone out there just don't you know don't forget don't forget your dreams go out there you can still do what you want to do you can still dream you can still you know uh imagine Mm -hmm. and i don't know i just think it's a beautiful line (laughs) it's it's a beautiful way to end the movie yeah and i so i'm gonna i'm gonna turn the table here on you for some i have a whole different interpretation of the ending not like interpreted <laughs> like i'm you're right i'm wrong not at all and i'm saying i'm right at all like just how i get attached to that ending because when uh when when they just start pulling back on him they have him and they have the rainbow it's really just about the scene not so much about the movie and the message which everything you said is totally true but when you just start pulling back and Kermit, he starts singing that that line and you realize it's not just the characters in the movie. It's all of them. Mm-hmm. That gets me 
every time. Yeah. I don't know why. It gets me every time. 200 Muppets in that scene. It's like every Muppet, I think, that... I get get chills right now. I get chills right now just thinking about it. I do. I really think that's something... That's just something magical within itself for some reason. The actual last line of the movie is uh, Mm -hmm. thanks to the lovers, the dreamers, and you. It's like a Um, thank you to the audience. And it's so, so sweet. And that's why I love it. That part and to see that they're all there just to sing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that that they're all all just kind of there. I just think as a kid, I was just like kind of. It's not overwhelming. It's it's like a surprise that like, hey, look at everybody's here just to say thanks. Mm -hmm. And did you have fun, you know, watching a movie? And then (laughs) what's his name? Bust through the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Where do you guys go? (laughs) What does he say? Oh, oh, Sweetums. Yeah. Sweetums. Sweetums. (laughs) Sweetums. I love Sweetums. He's one of the, he might be the only one. I don't know. He's the only Muppet that I know of that his eyes move, and I love it because it gives him so much expression. That his I noticed move. something about him too now, where it really is one arm he's using, and the other one is like a fake arm. And I noticed it more on the show, Ooh. and that's probably the other arm moving the the face up and down. Oh, so he has one arm and then the other. I think whatever. that's what it, that's what I guess from it. And you really see like one arm just kind of just taped there or whatever, mm-hmm. just kind of hanging loose. And the other one's really more animated. And then it's just like, whatever he's saying. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Is that Jim Henson doing the voice of him? Oh, I don't know. I don't I'm know. i sure it is. I think it is. Can we have a. OK, so. Yes, I it is because I... it changes. It changes at the end. Anyways, but keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't cry. I held it back. <laughs> I got a little teared up thinking about the Muppet scene, but yeah, go ahead. Because it, it's just such a beautiful way to end the movie. Like, yeah. Um, but can we have a quick discussion about one of my favorite characters who's not in the movie? Sure. And it's very upsetting to me. It's the penguin, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it's Sam Eagle. No, he's in it. He's not in the movie. He's not in the movie movie, but isn't he in the seats? Isn't he in that part? He is, but he doesn't. It's not like he. You're right. Really he's not. Fo- you're, you're right. He is not the focus at all in this movie. No. But he really wasn't in the show either. He, no. Well, that's not true. He is more. You're right. He is more. He's kind of in the back burner of this movie for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He also is in the back burner of um, pretty much every movie except for treasure island he's in treasure island a lot well that's the thing well, you, i don't want to ruin it in the muppet caper he's got like like you said this just he just pops up out of nowhere and i think that was his character for those movies he just pops up um but like yeah he wasn't a big character and i think he's really not a big character until like treasure island yeah because he even on the, sh- the muppet show treasure he does like island. things here and there he does like whenever they do that debate um bit he's in it every once in a while and then yeah. he, he introduces wayne and wanda all the time whenever they <laughs> but other than that he's really and yeah. he has like great one-liners like he's in the the muppets attraction in disney and he is so funny in it and it <laughs> cracks me up every time my brother and i quote it all the time because yeah. it's just so funny he's like uh uh he's putting on a tribute to uh all the countries but mainly america or mostly mm-hmm. america something like that <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. he's just embarrassed to be a muppet that's what's funny about it. <laughs> he's embarrassed to be a muppet but he loves being an american and it's oh yeah that's what's funny to too yeah 
a blue eagle. <laughs> uh, that uh, I don't know, but it's it's cool. Yeah, he's great. Sorry that you didn't get enough of him in the movie, Not and that would make you cry. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want a more love... Swedish chef. To be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, you need more Swedish chef. Uh, although the best part of Muppets now, I will say one good thing about Muppets now is the Swedish chef bits are the really the only good thing about Muppets now. Yeah. He's probably the best part in almost every Muppet movie, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's, I, I, I think all I have to say on it. I think I said my one more piece. thing to say sure. about um, the beginning of the movie. So the opening scene, I always like talking mm-hmm. about opening scenes. Um, I love one. So Waldorf and Statler pull up in the car, which oh, I yeah. love because instantly you're like, Muppets are real because the guys are just sitting in the car and it's perfect. Also, they're great characters. They're like not in the movie. I was going to say, they're also my top favorite list. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't think about them. I kind of forgot about them because they are the side also like pop up. Like they're actually very pre- like present in the show, but like for the movies, they have just their like, their little quips and they just come and say mm-hmm. really, you know, short jabs and it's really hysterical. <laughs> yeah. Except for Marley and Marley, of course. <laughs> oh my God. Marley and Marley. I, I get to, we should do a Muppets Christmas Carol episode because I maybe we'll wait, we'll wait for that season. I think we'll might get All to that. <laughs> yeah. I the songs are f- very funny. But story. I told you that, that also gave me nightmares for a long time. I didn't watch it. That scene in particular, their, their imagery of them, something freaked me out as a, as a child yeah, the 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 dead, lifeless puppet faces and the lighting. Something messed me up as a kid. I read that, and a very nightmarish imagery I had as a kid with that. And I'm like, nope, turn it off, turn it off. They're gonna kill me. They're going to kill me. They have changed. They're going to kill me. Yeah. Um. Wait, where'd you go? Oh, there you are. <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, yeah, my phone started to die. Anyway, oh, okay. Uh, I, we have time. But okay. uh, so I want to talk about yeah, that when they too, pull up so. in the car because you instantly get them pulling up in the car and they're like real people sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah. And then also I love how um, Kermit in that scene tries to give a speech and everyone's mm-hmm. like, shut up, show the movie. <laughs> it's just like, it's, <laughs> yeah. so, it's so fitting for his character. And all characters. Yeah, he just wanted, I just want to tell you all how much I appreciate you. And they're like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so fitting for him because yeah he's it's not easy being green you know yeah they always took advantage of kermit yeah he's yeah, he exactly. he trying his best and he's still like he had all the headaches he had all the work i think it was jim henson trying to kind of you know putting himself into that role oh, yeah, for, sure. for sure yeah yeah definitely um i just um, lo- i love i love that and they're like heckling him and they're like sit down <laughs> underappreciated yeah, uh, such a beautiful movie. I probably will watch it again. Yeah, soon. Um, uh, please watch them up a caper like ASAP. That's all I got to say. And if you think it's not as good, that's fine. I'm totally okay with it. But <laughs> I'm telling you, it's got a lot of humor in it. And you'll see a little bit more of the characters too that are really funny. That are mm-hmm. actually some of my favorite characters are in that movie that aren't in this movie. They're on the show, but they're not. And I think they're in later Muppet movies but definitely are more introduced in that movie. So 
if we look into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I think I think that's it. I think we've said all we could possibly say good about one. the Muppet yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, make sure. I just have to, to say that someday we'll find it. <laughs> the Rainbow Connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and you. <laughs> um, I guess we'll leave it on that note because it's such a nice. A nice note to leave it on. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe to us on YouTube, and uh, follow us on Instagram. Signing off, guys. Your friends in time. Friends in time.